What's up? Mike Mendoza, Fast Real Estate Services. That's Fast, F-A-S-S. I know it sounds like fast with a T, but it's Fast, F-A-S-S. Real Estate Services. We're talking real estate. We're on the commute talking about my journey as a real estate uh, associate um, in commercial real estate, multifamily apartment buildings, um, also some residential, buying, selling, leasing, uh, property management, construction management, and consulting. So uh, we talked about opportunity zones yesterday. I'm going to try to get a... um, uh, more detailed information on that from uh, the the speaker that I uh, listened to yesterday. There, a pretty prominent attorney in the state of Ohio, involved in a lot of the real estate legislation. So they're um, definitely on top of what is going on and the latest news on things that develop. So I'll I'll try to get. Um, their notes on it so I can give you real uh, specific details on opportunity zones here in the Northeast Ohio, I guess Ohio market, and um, may also be applicable to the state that you're in. But um, just uh, recapping some deals that are going on, definitely this uh, middle of December, almost the end of the year, cannot believe it. It's going to be a new decade. So those of you out there hustling, just uh, know that, uh, you know, time is, uh, there's a lot of time, but then you also be, you also have to um, think that time is always running out. So don't waste it, um, but at the same time, be patient and things will happen as long as you continue to grind and uh, work on your process uh, and hopefully you're enjoying that process Um, you know all of us have to work for money but at the same time you also have to really enjoy what you do you have to have a purpose in what you do at least that's for me Um, you know to keep me motivated to keep me going and to um, focus on what's really important in life so but a couple of the deals we did get a uh, purchase agreement uh, signed um, and this is the mixed-use commercial building we have here in Cleveland Heights, and the uh, inspection contingencies were removed. So all we have to uh, do now is get the clear from the title company and the buyer's lender, and we should be closing on this property before the end of the year. So that'll be a, a nice way to cap off uh, 2019. Um, that lead came from a postcard, um, believe it or not. Uh, or a letter that we sent directly to the building owner and they called us because they were ready to sell so you never know I'm sending out Christmas cards right now also sending out postcards to um, prospects that uh, own uh, multifamily apartment buildings and some mixed-use buildings that's what I want to focus on for 2020 um, to list those for sale or for lease So if you're out there and have a property in the Northeast Ohio market, um, we can definitely help you out with that. So, um, or you can just call me. I can give you uh, some of my advice on it. If you're 
looking to sell it on your own or what have you, but just uh, know that I'm uh, here to help you sell your property, whether I get the listing or not. Um, just uh, trying to help everybody out in the community uh, because I know that uh, the more help I put out there, the more that's going to come back to me later. And um, what I mean, and I'm not talking about business, but um, it gives me a perspective on the marketplace and also um, uh, builds uh, my experience and then also builds a community, obviously, of people trying to help each other versus, you know, even though this business is a competitive business, also feels good when you can work together to uh, stimulate the ecosystem of uh, real estate brokerage. So, and hopefully that will lead to um, real estate development that we'd like to do. We, we got our, uh, our contract signed to do our consulting engagement with uh, a local uh, community development corporation that's looking to develop uh, a historic theater in their ward. So that'll be really exciting for 2020. It'll be a lot of work, but um, it's also going to allow us to gain a ton of experience in developing, uh, working with investors and um, uh, you know, raising funds and things like that. We may even be the developers on the property. So that'll be um, really exciting and scary at the same time because we develop a lot of smaller properties but this would be definitely one of the biggest projects we've um, or at least I personally have taken on so um, good things for 2020 it's looking you know like it would be a three to five year project so if we can get that off the ground then that'll keep us busy for three to five years and then hopefully uh, the brokerage but not hopefully but the brokerage business will also build at the same time if we do the right things when we do the right things as we're doing marketing I it seems like is a huge aspect of um, just getting your business off the ground you know they I know um, everybody uh, or many people believe that as long as you're good the business will come well but if nobody knows about your business and what you do and constantly um, uh, remembers who you are then you're not going to um, uh, you're, you're not going to attract those people you know I, I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of um, good uh, practitioners out there uh, that are, are working really well in the marketplace but if I don't know them um, or they're not putting their stuff out there then I can't um, do any business with them because I don't know what they're doing so put yourself out there people will start reaching out to you um, and uh, hopefully you can uh, gain more business that way but uh, looking into LinkedIn and TikTok. I know some people may be a little leery about uh, some of these social media outlets, but you can't deny that attention is there. Just like email, people were paying attention to email in the early 90s and um, everybody was opening up their email. But then um, when that got saturated, then uh, MySpace and Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn is a pretty interesting um, 
study because LinkedIn came out around in the early 2000s when I remember signing up for it uh, first. Thought it would be a really good way on a professional level because Facebook was out there to connect with people versus um, on a personal social level. And uh, now it's evolving and now um, uh, many sources are saying that it's the best uh, and least uh, costly way to uh, get organic reach for your brand. So we are going to focus on LinkedIn and TikTok, obviously also focusing on Facebook. I also do, I um, paid uh, quite a bit of money to uh, put an ad in in my church bulletin. Um, we're in one of the biggest uh, churches in, in the Diocese of Cleveland. Um, so, and there are a lot of high net worth individuals that go to that church so hopefully that will increase my brand awareness there and possibly get some business from there um, joining a networking group um, am spirit networking is a uh, national regional uh, networking group uh, similar to bni you got to pay obviously a membership fee to be uh, involved in that so hopefully we'll be um, getting referred business from those folks so um at the office now, so I'll come back with another segment, um, and uh, we will see you then. What's up? Segment two, December 13th, Friday the 13th. Mike Mendoza here, Fast Real Estate Services. I wanted to talk about um, the process of a letter of intents and uh, getting from start to close in a lease or a, a buy deal, whether you're representing the seller or the buyer or the lessor and the lessee or the tenant and the landlord. Um, so in commercial real estate, it's uh, a lot different from residential. Uh, residential, I feel, has more standard um, uh, procedures and standard terms as far as what is involved with um, negotiating a deal. But in commercial, basically anything is up for grabs. Anything is negotiable. I don't care what um, term it is. It could be the color of the floor. It could be, you know, um, the... Uh, uh, a smoke machine in an office I don't know like anything is up for negotiation obviously you want to negotiate price and turn and and length of uh, lease or um, you know what inspections and things of that nature that of that need to get fixed but anything and everything is up for um, for negotiation so sometimes uh, the other thing I, I want to comment on that is that, you know, when, when people discuss terms, sometimes they get emotional and sometimes even angry over the other party's requests or asks. Sometimes uh, they get angry or upset because the offer is too low. Um, and, you know, uh, this is the beauty of uh, real estate that you can negotiate anything you want and it's a business uh, proposition it's not personal and you know if somebody is uh, spiting somebody um, which is rarely ever the case 
you know they're they're just trying to get the best deal that they can or they can't they might not be able to afford the price so you know if, if you're willing to give them their price then um, why not uh, try to negotiate it so you know I, uh, I'm pretty um, intrigued when other brokers and other sellers or anybody you're dealing with in real estate when you give an offer and they get upset then that means they haven't been in this business long enough or they have some emotional tie to the the property and um, you know they, they feel insulted when you don't give them their price so the market is the market is the market is what I tell my clients both buyers and sellers sellers especially to let them know look you can you can list your property at um, as much as you want a million a billion a trillion or a gazillion dollars but whatever the market is willing to offer for that that's what it's worth you know um, and it's a snapshot in time obviously people get enamored with well you know this house was the nicest house in this neighborhood 20 years ago but today you know it could be crap and nobody's willing to offer what you're uh, posting it at so you know so keep that in mind um, anybody who's negotiating never get upset over something just say no just say nope I'm sorry I can't go that low or whatever but when people get upset about these type of things or you know um, act like they have some sort of leverage over you uh, then just move on to the next deal uh, you know it's uh, not worth your time and effort to deal with those type of people if they're not willing to um, professionally uh, negotiate something that they full well know that is negotiable so uh, at any rate when when you uh, represent the seller or if you're representing a buyer and they want to buy or lease a space then um, you, you obviously go look at the space and then if, they, if they're really interested, they, they put in an offer. And uh, the offer is not put in um, initially with a formal purchase contract or a lease. Um, it is done with a letter of intent, which a letter of intent or LOI is a document, a summary document of the major terms of the deal that you want to be uh, agreed upon and included in the formal lease or purchase contract. So obviously price, uh, due diligence periods, um, things that remain, thing, uh, you know, financing contingencies, uh, you know, things you want the seller or buyer to do prior to closing, and um, you know what what's included in rents or in the proceeds of of a, of a sale, um, whether that be you know is cam charges included in your lease payment cam is common area maintenance so it's money above and beyond the base rental rate per square foot to maintain the property um, you also uh, uh, very more often than not um, are uh, if your space if you're leasing space you're also uh, in the cam charges possibly could be and again this is negotiable but um, you pay the share of the property taxes um, and insurance on the building 
So, you know, so there's different types of leases. We'll go over that at a different time. But, you know, gross leases, that means everything is all in. Uh, the rent for the space, the uh, um, snow plowing, landscaping, all that stuff is included in the rent rate. But if they just have a, uh, if it's a triple net lease, then you are paying as a tenant, you're paying for the all utilities, property taxes, um, and insurance, uh, and then common area maintenance, uh, like snow plowing, landscaping, cleaning, things like that. So you're paying for the uh, lights in the parking lot that go on at night and anything that is shared by the whole building. So um, all of that's put in an LOI. You also want to include in there that um, it's clear that you're representing the buyer or the seller so that a commission will be triggered once a, a closing has been done. A lot of times uh, you'll see these investors calling you as the agent, but then they're also dealing with five other agents because they think that um, they're going to get more information if they uh, work with five different agents versus one, which in some cases that's true, in some cases it's not. But um, you want to make sure that you get paid your commission if, you're, uh, if that's what you're working for in a brokerage situation, and then that's spelled out in the letter of intent. Letter of intent is signed. It's not a legal document between um, the parties uh, to comply, but it's just a good faith and also in writing uh, document to show like this is what we agreed upon and exactly what uh, the terms are supposed to be so that when they get into the formal contract, then um, it's just a matter of uh, reviewing and signing and not going back and forth again to uh, discuss terms. So, um, so letter of intent, then um, the purchase contract should be uh, should be uh, drafted by an attorney. Okay, so uh, don't ever use a boilerplate and that, um, if you use a boilerplate then that's at the risk of the uh, your, your seller or buyer, um, always, 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 this is a legal document, the formal purchase contract and the formal lease, it's a, a legal document. So have a, uh, an attorney um, who knows and who does this particular type of contract for the particular industry because there's nuances, things that um, are asked pretty uh, on both the seller side, owner side and the buyer side of things to make sure uh, those are in place. Like as an example, if there's a 25-ton crane in a, a, a light industrial site, and the the tenant uh, is is supposed to maintain, get it certified and inspected every year at their expense, then that better be spelled out because later on they could say, "Oh, I thought you were going you were going to pay for that," and vice versa, and then you have a big mess. So make sure that kind of stuff, especially always when there's money involved, um, to spell that out in the lease. So you have to have an attorney who is aware of the different industries like retail office, uh, light industrial, multifamily, and what those, those contracts should have included in them uh, you know, for that purpose. Um, let's see, what else? What else can I tell you? So then you go through that process, attorney vets the uh, 
letter of intent, uh, the, I'm sorry, the, the purchase contract or lease contract, and then they sign, and then, um, then you move in. So make sure that everybody's following all the timelines and, and uh, provisions that were agreed upon in the lease because that's the document that you're going to refer back to anytime there's some uh, question or uh, dispute over the terms of the agreement. So, and if it's not in there, then you better hope that it can be negotiated in later and always get things in writing. Um, so, uh, but, uh, you know, on the buy side, maybe even on the lease side of things, that may still be contingent on financing, uh, closing as well. So if you're buying a building, the purchase contract after being signed, after you go through, and this is your due diligence period where you're doing your inspections and getting any point of sale inspections from the city completed, um, you would uh, take a look at that and um, uh, or do that process first and then underwriting happens for the loan and then you can then look at uh, what am I trying to say <laughs> then then you can look to um, after the due diligence period um, then you then you're set to close so it's a long drawn out period always have backup offers um, you know I, I am open and honest with with um, buyers that come after uh, a set of offers have come in and we've decided on an offer uh, and signed the LOI. Just let them know it's still in the due diligence period. It's still active. They can see the property. You're going to disclose this also to the seller to let them know that, you know, the, the and, and feed their expectation that the deal may not, the, the original deal that they that they agreed upon signed a purchase contract it might may fall through and in a lot of cases in commercial it's a higher propensity of failure to close than in residential so although I've had my share of uh, many uh, residentials not closing but could be a financing issue at the last minute they could lose their job uh, something catastrophic could happen to their business um, in the marketplace and things like that so you really need to uh, set the expectation. Like I just assume uh, so that I'd never get disappointed that uh, if a deal is signed, that it's gonna fail. And when it uh, doesn't fail, then it's bonus. But if it does fail, then we know that we've uh, expected that and prepared for that with backup offers. And then you go back to the backup offers and say, hey, it's still available. And then we have more offers on the table and then we decide and we go through the process again. We want to try to get through the process as quickly as possible. Um, but, uh, you know, you, you want to, um, where am I going? Um, you want to um, try to get, get the closing, but um, set, set realistic expectations for the uh, outcomes of that. So um, that uh, is a little snippet of the process. Uh, we can help you out, obviously. If you have any questions, give me a call uh, or a DM. Instagram, Mike Mendoza216. I'm on Facebook as well. You can message me there or uh, my direct cell phone number, 
941-3692 and email mmendoza at fass-res.com mmendoza at fast-res.com so with that uh, I'm going to leave you um, and we will come with the next segment but until then keep thinking keep learning but most importantly just keep doing Segment number three, Mike Mendoza, Fast Real Estate, talking uh, commercial deals. I'm uh, headed to show one of my properties, and um, you know, one of the things I dislike, I guess, the most is trying to schedule these showings. Um, you know, to me, uh, really, uh, I especially for a commercial property or multifamily property, the, the proof is in the actual income that, that's generated from the property. Um, yes, you can go see it in the condition or whatever. I don't know what the, why people are uh, enamored with going to see the property. Now, I, I know you, you want to check it out, but if you're truly, if it's a truly good investment on paper, then you always have inspections and things to spend that time um, to look at things in detail, not uh, you know beforehand and then figure out, do I really like the property? Now, I'm not saying that that's bad. You, you can take a look at a property and see if it fits and you know see if the pictures match. Here, here's a, a news flash. Any pictures you see on the internet are not the pictures that um, uh, represent the property. Uh, let, let me just put it out that way um the internet and current technology makes pictures look so good and obviously people are showing putting their best foot forward and showing the the best angles and pictures and conditions of a particular property so when you get there um if it matches then you know uh, nine times out of ten um i don't see that but if it matches then bonus but if not uh, the pictures are not um, do do not correspond with what the actual property looks like. So I get it, you know, people want to see the property and all of that. But if it's making the money that it's saying that it is, and obviously you're going to ver- verify the cash flows and expenses uh, uh, any way that you can, then it becomes just um, that. You're, you're buying it based on the numbers, not on the um, look of the property and, um, or the condition of the property and so on and so forth. Now, you know, you, people use this as a way to negotiate price. And, um, but as long as you as a seller know the value of the property and is, it's reasonable and is supported by the numbers, then somebody's going to buy the property for the mostly for the numbers and not for how a property looks or you know if if this thing is leaking or or the roof some of the shingles are coming off i mean that that's just part of the business um and you 
at least I do that after I get an offer accepted. There's really no point, um, well, again, for me, is there's no point in uh, seeing a property unless I know I'm even in the ballpark to uh, negotiate a deal. You know, it's a lot of time and effort to go see a property and then figure out whether you're going to put an offer in or not. Um, again, you, you, unless it's gated, you can go see the outside of the property and get a good idea. You know, if the outside of the property uh, looks great, then I, so a lot of times I assume that they're taking just as good care of the inside as they are on the out. Now, if the outside looks terrible, then that's you can say that, okay, maybe they're not taking care of their property inside as well and make those assumptions but you know i would spend more time going to find deals analyzing deals versus going to see properties if you don't have an accepted purchase agreement uh, in place so mo most of the brokers will uh, won't even show the property especially multifamily properties it's a it's a no-brainer you got what do you want to see a, a kitchen a bathroom a living room and a tenant's dirty mess in a property, well, I don't understand what that's going to do to uh, either convince you. Most of the time, you're trying to convince yourself that it, uh, that the price is too high, which you're, you're, you're going to think that the price is always too high anyway because you're buying it as an investment. You want to buy it for the lowest possible prices possible. So there's really no reason to go see the property um, uh, until you have a deal in place. And then once that deal's in place, then you can spend the time to go look at stuff and I almost guarantee you, you're going to have the same um, sentiment and you're going to approach it the same way as you would have seen it uh, beforehand before you made the offer. So um, with that, I'm going to leave the, that segment. Uh, just wanted to, uh, you know, I know people have possibly some strong opinions on that. So uh, give me a DM. On Instagram, Mike Mendoza216, or you can call me direct. This is my personal cell phone, 440-941-3692. We'd love to hear from you. Um, thanks for listening. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this. Hopefully it adds some value. But until then, keep thinking, keep learning, but most importantly, just keep doing.